Yo, what is going on, people, and welcome to the Send News Podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into three articles that we found interesting in the news this week. And again, just to give you guys a quick reminder of how the show works. Three of us have prepared a news article that we found, but the catch is we haven't told anyone what the article's about. So not the headline, not the topic, not the vibe, and none of that. So strap yourselves in as you'll be reacting at the exact same time as we are. And on the show today, we've got Hash. Not a businessman. I'm a business man, Jay Z, <laughs> <laughs> and we've got James. Me, baby. Boy, I like that smooth operator. That the smooth voice, man. Smooth. You got magic. That's like that's the voice magic. Voice <laughs> uh, we've got Ahmed. Yo, yo. Boring wow. intro. Dry, dry. And uh, we've got Tabby. South by the sea. Jeez. Pick one, up. two, three. Jeez. Big up, up BN123. Go check him out. Go check him out on Insta. And you got myself, Hassan. Stop wearing designer clothes in 2021, people. Come on. Come on. So um, it's been, I think, about a couple of days since, uh, what's the name? Central Seas mixtape dropped. Um, and I've given it a couple of listens. And I'm actually like really shocked at like how good it is. And it kind of got me thinking that like over the last couple of years, we've got some real gems coming out from like UK artists. So another one that I've like been rinsing was Gets Conflict of Interest. Um, and that came out, like, I think, like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that as well, man, like for a body of work for like a UK artist to drop that, like that was for me, it's just like prime content. And it's just like really made me appreciate like all the banging music that we've got coming out of the UK over like the last couple of years. Who's Central C, by the way? Is he bait? Yeah, he's last few weeks. He's been here. Yeah, last few months, last few, last year or so. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's he's one of them guys where like his his one of his tunes became big on TikTok, and like and people kept using it in in like different TikToks, and he's got like quite a few of those. How does it go? Sing it for me. Uh, um, day in the, the life. Let's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one where I'll I'll lick a bag for you or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, wait, Alex, all all of them are pretty TikTok. I think, but I'll 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 exp- I've got a story to tell afterwards though uh, offline about him. But <laughs> some insider you know gossip. But do you, do you do you not reckon like a U a UK rap album like for example gets one could be nominated for a Grammy? Like, do you think it's heading in that direction? Hundred percent, I think so. They're getting so much more. There's so much more presence now in the in the US, right? Like guys like Drake who are actually bringing them on the scene. Um, yeah. I don't know how long though. The to biggest be fair, like um, when I was in Chicago. Like me and some of my friends, some of my friends were like listening to Octavian all the time and stuff like that. Whoa, he's cancelled by the way. Is Not it? by everyone. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> sorry, sorry. But yeah, Octavian was someone that like he his he transferred quite well, like overseas, like his music, like translated yeah. quite well. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was doing, he was collabing with like Gunner, um, Saint John. I think um, Travis Scott even had him. Um, as his like opener for when he did the oh, O2 fuck man the guy fucked up he could yeah, be on to biggest, big things biggest like. to come out of UK has got to be J1, <laughs> <laughs> J1, uh, J1. Okay. I was I um, I was glad to hear that something um, refreshing like gets album to be fair because I felt um, I was starting to feel like UK music is very repetitive I was struggling to listen to any new ones that are coming out it was just sounding so similar to what was come before but um gets was very different like very unique i enjoyed that 
Motion he's, he's, up with, he, he's up there with young ads and um this guy is troll, man. <laughs> just just absolute troll. You can't add anything constructive to the conversation, can you? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think young ads makes music for people like uh, Ahmed. Yeah, he? I can see Ahmed just driving around Birmingham late at night listening to young ads. Terrorizing <laughs> speech. <laughs> Did anyone go to uh, the clap and clock, clap and common demonstrations on Friday? Hash, that's your ends, right? Yeah, I must have missed it. Still, nah. there were some. There were some um, down where I am at. I walked past somewhere and it was like in the park with police coordinate around. Like I didn't realize they were happening yeah. um, in other places. I thought it was just clapham. I saw a video. It got quite violent with police, actually, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, exactly. Was it violent where where the police were with you with in Brighton tabs? Nah, nah, it looked like it's pretty peaceful. People were just in a. I think they said the police said people should disperse and people just spread out a bit more. But I didn't. Right. See, no one like shared any like violent or like complaints about inappropriate behaviour. Yeah, yeah. And there was a clip with the clap and common one where you saw um the police were, like breaking everyone up, obviously, and then everyone in the crowd was chanting "shame on you" at the police and stuff. Um. And then obviously there was that girl who was being arrested by a few. Oh, yeah. I don't know what she did to be getting arrested, but it didn't look pleasant either way. Well, on that day, yeah, just in general. I feel like I feel like the police are so bad in them situations. Like we've seen time and time again when it comes to like controlling like large gatherings like that, it always just seems to escalate. Like it doesn't matter what like what the situation is, whether it's the vigil that they held, um, or whether it would have been like the Black Lives Matter protests or. It could be anything. Like it always just seems like the police presence there always seems to escalate the situation, and it always ends up becoming like it always ends up erupting into like some kind of like violence or something like that. I think in this situation, I don't think they got permission to do this to do this vigil. Is it a vigil? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have permission, right? And and so inevitably, it was gonna get it was gonna get messy. It's gonna get sticky but I think, because I think you they shouldn't have been the, there. Yeah, but you can handle the situation in such a better way. And I just don't think I think police would just have like a really fucked up mindset <sighs> where they go to that extent. Like, yeah, sure, people say police are in like a high pressure job, like whatever. But you get yourself to that job and you know the responsibilities you're taking on, you know what kind of situations you'll be in. And they, they always just seem to handle it in such a shitty way. And you just see it time and time again. Yeah, it does <laughs> seem like there's perhaps not enough focus on the psychology of crowds, you know, because like you get a crowd of people who always feed off each other's energy a lot, regardless of who's in that crowd of people. Like that's massively important to controlling it. Well, is understanding what, what sort of psychological impact you're having on the people in it and therefore like containing it like peacefully rather than be, it becoming escalated. Yeah. But I, I think with, in this case, I, I don't know, but I wonder if, you know, in, in a lot of these cases, they're, they're given orders, right? They're just following orders. They're being told from above, you have to disperse this crowd and, that's the only way you can do it. If there's, there comes a point where the crowds aren't listening. What else can you do? Mm. So, and then I, you know, like it's, it's a bit. I, I suppose when you see clips of um of being arrested and it looks semi-violent and stuff, it's hard to. It's obviously quite um, inflammatory. It's hard to understand exactly like how justified or unjustified that was when we don't have the context behind, like why that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I. Obviously, you don't want to drop you lot in it if you don't want to say, but has anyone actually been in trouble with the police in this respect? Like something similar to that where you're getting scuffed up or with bouncers? Yeah. <laughs> bouncers are coming. Oh, I think everyone could put their hands up to a bouncer. 
I mean, I've 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 been in a situation where I've <laughs> this is my go-to story when I talk about my runnings with the runnings with the police, where I got pulled over as I was parking in front of my house, and they were like, "Can I see your license, please?" And this is the one time I went to gym and didn't bring my wallet with me because I was like, "I'm just going gym and back. Like, what do I need my wallet for?" Um, and I'm like, oh, "I don't have it on me," but I'm like, "That's my house right there." Um, and they're like, "Okay, wait, can you give me your name, please?" So they took my name. They ran it through the system. They're like, "Your name doesn't come up on the insurance for this car." <laughs> And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm insured. My parents are insured on this car. They're like, no, nah, we 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 can't find anything. Can you step out of the car, please? I'm like, all right, fine. Like, you you have to comply in that sense. I'm not gonna be like, yeah. fuck off. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to get in, in like deep shit. And they're in a big police van. They're like, can you get in the back of the van? Oh shit! Oh wow! I had, to, I had to go. I had to go into the back of the van with like six police officers. Like, sit on the sit on like their like seats there. <laughs> While they were like running my name through different systems, like they were asking me questions about the insurance, about like what I do and stuff. And I'm like, I, I work, I work in just four stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've, I've got these drugs if you want, if you're looking to buy some. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and luckily for me, luckily for me, I had a picture of my ID um, on like on my phone. So I just showed them the picture and they ran like the license, uh, my driving license number through their uh-huh. system. Like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, it came up, it came up. Um, and they let me go and they were like oh yeah just like you know there's some trouble in the area like do you know of anyone that's doing anything <laughs> bad and I'm like I'm like, I'm like this, I'm, I was like 23 at the time and I'm like bro I'm 23 I haven't been around badness since I was like 16 like, I don't know people like that anymore All since my 16 friends... did you say since 16 they'd be like oh okay that's of interest <laughs> now I was like, I was like, trying to box you in, Hassan. Yeah, they were trying to like squeeze some information. I'm like, bro, all my friends are like in jobs and like no one's no one's out here doing like I can report shit. some financial some financial crime. Yeah, literally, and yeah, so so that's that, that that was my run in, and it was just it was just stupid because I literally they were on they were still parked up on the road as I got out of my car and went into my house, which is mad. Like wait, it was wait, almost as if the they were checking. Person. They were like checking to see if I actually. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't trust you. Yeah. Damn shame. But I mean, like that's that's the situation. Like, bro, they took me to the back of a police van, like to like, just for saying like that. Run with my details and shit. And mm. I think they were chatting absolute wass when they were saying my name went on the insurance. Because that's something that like my but parents definitely do. One, um, I guess, one positive spin on this whole week is that people are starting to see, well, people that weren't aware before are starting to see that the police really are the biggest gang, the biggest criminal organisation around. Oof, I think it, that's a big statement. Yeah, they are. No, I'm joking. Some people do believe that. Though. <laughs> but they do, I mean, people, they get away with a lot, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, And it's I, just been shown, I think. I, I think, uh, yeah, th- there's definitely an argument for that. I don't know if that's exactly applies to this situation. Um because like I said, I don't know if it looked it looked bad, but I don't know what else they could have done. I don't know what the orders were from above. Mm. Um, if they if these guys were doing something illegal in coming to this vigil. Also, the other thing I heard about this vigil was <clears throat> apparently they wanted donations for the the organizers wanted the donations so they could pay off the fines that they were going to get for doing this vigil. Yeah, I was yeah, I thought yeah. that was absurd. No, but I thought it was absurd. I was like, no, I was thinking this money that could be donated. It could go to such a better cause as to give to charities that deal with domestic violence or something. Instead, it's pe- being paid for a fine for something like this. It, it, I don't I, know, but in, maybe in that my... is a valid cause. You know, it raises awareness in a way that will lead to like more giving in the future and more people behaving differently in a positive way in the future. Mm. Like that, there's an argument for that, definitely. 
there's an argument for that. I just think it might be a bit of a reach compared to a direct impact of this money going to a charity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You've always got to approach things directly and indirectly. I think the yeah, reason yeah. I ask, the reason I ask, is um, I was reading an article this week about just it being International Women's Day earlier on in the week, and um, and sort of how it's turned into such a difficult, difficult week for women as a whole. Like coming out from various different angles, like um, obviously the death of Sarah Everard, um, hate against Meghan Markle, and um, then again, like finally the police involvement in. Uh, at Clapham Common and sort of negative perceptions of that. Um, and so I thought just worth introducing and seeing sort of if everyone, anyone's got what everyone's thoughts are on that. And like, you know, a lot of publicity around this at the moment. And for me, I think definitely I've, there's, it's become quite hostile in some ways. So, you know, I've, there's a lot of males who are saying like, you know, you're targeting all men type thing. It's not all men. And, um, I think hopefully the hostility is something we can get past. And like, I think it's largely caused by miscommunication or misunderstanding, whichever one you want to call it. Um, but it'd be interesting to get your boy, your boy's point of view on, uh, on the events of the week. Yeah. I think uh, like what you always notice is when, when there's a situation where like a certain uh, gender or race are like being discriminated against, it always turns into a kind of war between like them and us. So when you have like the, like the George Floyd killing, then you had the Black Lives Matter protests that followed after. It became a Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. So it always turns into like a race war. And mm-hmm. I feel like the same thing's happening now. It's like I agree. all men versus not all men. And for me, it's like you, these things always happen because yeah, when women say like all men like should like do better, like that's that's fact. Like we can all like ourselves do better than we are doing right now those that are getting offended and saying oh but I'm not like this I'm not like that like I just feel like you're making really invalid points and not being constructive to like towards the solution I think people kind of like need to take their insecurities out of it and kind of take a step back and and think about what we need to be doing to kind of improve the situation rather than making it like a me versus you situation it shouldn't be me versus you it should be us versus the issue Um, and when we do end up having like a a little war between genders or whatever that's when it does become like it's not constructive at all and then you have like all these massive twitter debates and you just go around in circles and people like yeah, shouting yeah. at each other yeah. Yeah, yeah i i think i think on this like everyone has to like the the problem is it it gets so um it, it becomes violent right between as you say us versus them i think the first thing we need to do is listen like people I feel like people never listen. They just have their argue, They have their point of view and they don't try and listen. But so like, I completely hear everything that's been said. That's the first thing I want to say. And there is, and I understand that there's a clear issue, right? When they say we need to, I saw this picture a lot that got um, sent around Instagram, which was, uh, you know, crossed out, protect your daughter and educate your son. Completely I agree. agree. They're, that, they're complete. They're, I, I, I can hold my hands up and say, you know, I, 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 I've been wrong in many situations about how I've, acted how about how i've thought of women we need to do more there completely understand but when i'm seeing some of the solutions i'm like this this does sound crazy to me and i'll I'll give you an example another instagram post i saw was saying like things that men need to be doing uh in order to you know help women feel feel better about themselves uh, feel better in in society and and the stuff i was seeing like and i mentioned this to you guys on, on our group chat about cross the road if you're like walking behind a woman to me that sounds a bit 
extreme. Now you're kind of encroaching on my on my civil liberties. Now I'm not saying that there's a problem that women feel uh, vulnerable in these situations, and something needs to be done there. But I don't think every man having to cross a road in order to make that feel that feel safe that sounds a bit extreme to me. And yeah. I feel like does that does that how how so think about it like this? How badly does that implicate your life crossing the road if you see a woman? No, think, but think I don't about, think, think about think, think about the benefit to them, and then I, think about I, the benefit I, to yeah, you. Yeah, but I think I what, hear that. Yeah, I hear that. I, go on, Tabby. Go go for it first. No, I was just going to say. I think I hear what um, Hash is saying in the and what Ahmed is saying. But it's like in an ideal world, I've done nothing wrong. I should be able to walk down the street and not have to worry about crossing over the road because, you know, of certain fears that a woman might have walking in front of me, like in an ideal world. Um, and it's it's like. Ahmed, I know you think it's sort of like an easy thought to just cross over, but it gets mentally draining when you constantly constantly have to feel like you are a threat to someone when you're you're when you're not at all when you're in your own world listening to music. No, and things but how like that. how often how often does that actually happen? So they're not saying oh, in a public environment when there's loads of people walking across the road. It's like specifically yeah. if there's one girl on this road and you're walking behind her and there's no one else around you. How often do you come across um, in that situation? Not not very often. No, no, absolutely. So it, it doesn't take much effort from you just to cross the road if you know that's going to make her feel like yeah. mentally stable, but, but mentally Ahmed, like safe. But, but Ahmed, what? So I'm speaking from experience of being not only a man but being black as well. So for me, it's always been a thought from time I was young, pretty much old enough to sort of be out on my own because I realised the stereotypes um, that are out there. So from from the time I was young, I've always been like wary that I may be perceived as a threat by purely being on the street with you and it's now dark mm -hmm. there's no lights and you might think that's just oh just cross the road she like diffused the situation whatever and I'm saying that's fine in that isolated incident but when you're constantly thinking about that and it starts to build up for as you're growing up as you go into adulthood so you so if you add up sort of all the situations that you've been in there's been a lot of them and then all of a sudden you think you're a threat you know you internalize that stereotype or that belief about yourself do you see what i'm saying mm. yeah so it starts to take a toll in that sense but absolutely i think in isolated incidents like we unfortunately this is the best way i can make you feel comfortable in that situation but ideally we should not be in this situation in the yeah. perfect world yeah, I, yeah I, definitely. I, I think that's a really good point i just want to add to that firstly Ahmed, i completely agree with you i, I if it's if someone is if it's really bothering someone, it's, it's not much off my my back to do something. Yeah, I should just do it. My issue is that we, we then we set an expectation, we set a precedent on on doing that. That if I don't do that now, I've done something wrong. When really, me walking behind someone is not categorically wrong. Secondly, I think where do we draw the line then from this? Um, a, a woman walking behind me, but with a hood up. That, that could make me feel uncomfortable. Now, should that woman cross the road because I, I still have a right to feel uncomfortable in certain situations? Like, where do we draw the line on this thing? There is right and there's wrong. Someone walking we behind draw, someone no, is not wrong. We draw the line. We draw the line once a solution, a permanent solution has been found. You can't say, oh, because I can feel uncomfortable at times because that goes back to Hassan's argument of all lives matter. So like that, that's like someone saying, so when black people who were affected by the police in America say, oh, I was affected by police. That's, someone like, that's like someone white saying, oh, police have, wrong, have, um, have done me wrong before as well in the past. So how, how's this fair then? It's not, you, we're meant to be supporting like the movement of the people that are currently being oppressed without 
always taken aback to oh how how it how it's going to affect us who, who we aren't mm. actually oppressed in any way. I, yeah, I'm saying think, we can support the movement, but we can come up with a better solution than you know all like men. If you are walking behind a woman, please cross the road to make that woman feel better. I I I think something like that is not a reasonable solution. There are there's there needs to be a solution. That's not the one. That's I what I'm saying. So. I think I've um I think there's two reasons that some of this stuff has been received negatively. Uh, some of like the the voicing of opinions received negatively by some some men. And I think, and I certainly empathize with both and I've done a lot of personal reflection to like understand those feelings in others and any extent they're in me as well. So I think that, I think that honestly, um, when you see some, something publicized about like men should do this or men do this too much, I think the natural psychological, psychological um, like response to that is to become defensive I think that's natural and intrinsic in the human brain. It's like you're part of a group that's now being grouped and someone saying this group does something, your immediate response is to be put on edge by two, two factors. One is like, A, like, how do you know what I do or don't do? Whoever's saying this. And B, like, who are you to tell me where I should spend, like, spend my scarce time and effort? So like, you know, if, if, if something say like men should run campaigns to help with, like this sort of stuff and helping women feel safe and things like a, a bit of a response that I think people intrinsically have is what about the campaigns that I want to run about something else or something else? Or, you know, like, I don't think that anyone should have the, um, have, have the like, uh, authority to say that it's only right that I do this. I think that's the natural psychological reaction. So hash, I think like not wanting to cross over the road type thing or not, or like understanding the challenges of, of internalizing crossing over the road every week um every week when you're out and about i think that falls into the part b of that i think what has to be done is a i think i, ho I hope that like men who see these types of uh this type of commentary and are put on edge and become defensive about it can reflect and internalize understand that it's not targeted at all men it's targeted at a fairly large proportion of men that do in some way contribute to this problem. So let's elevate beyond this and start to talk about solutions and B um, and B like some of the solutions that are proposed aren't like you're doing something wrong. If you're not doing this, I don't think anyone's saying if you don't cross over the road in the future from now, you're an asshole. I think people are saying, understand the, understand how you might be making a girl feel if you're walking close behind them in the dark and if you if it occurs you to do so or be somewhat switched on to just doing what you can to put their mind at ease which includes crossing over the road leaving a distance just but but like to to switch yourself on to for the for the for a group of people as a whole like us men to switch ourselves on to when women do and don't feel safe and be able to act slightly differently accordingly and help women feel more safe is one like mass positive thing that could come out of this. And I don't think it's too much to ask to, to, for us as a group to be switched on to when women don't feel safe. Yeah, I was going to, that, that's the point I was going to touch on. Um, I think when they say that, when, when you see people make the post saying that when a woman's walking by herself at night, um, cross road to make her feel safe, I don't, they obviously they've said that in a literal sense but also there's the second kind of understanding behind that of be aware in those situations always be aware now that 
they may feel uncomfortable not just when at that in that point in time when in that specific situation there may be other occurrences as well but just be switched on like james said just just be aware of like what's happening in that situation yeah. and react accordingly and i know you say yeah i can understand your point as well hash you're like how far do we go then but again i don't think you can take it in the literal sense of cross every time or you can take it in this in the in the other sense that me and james mentioned of being aware which is what i think is the more important um factor okay. in that than just crossing the road because people could there's probably some men that will say okay i'll cross the road but then there'll be other situations where they're not switched on to like see that woman's uncomfortable yeah um so it's just about not only doing those actions but then like continuing it in other situations as well i think uh i think they're very good points and it's something for me to consider and, and think about um to but, that, to mate, that. you sound like you sound but, like you've been uh, yeah, you sound like, like you're in court. Yeah. no 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 but, but seriously because we know because you need to take this seriously and and there is something maybe seriously wrong about how i'm thinking about things at the moment so i can i think you are I like, think, and, I and think, people are listening to this and i don't want them to think that i've yeah. thought that i'm some evil guy thinking about this in the wrong way so thank you for like no, sharing that with me and yeah, it's kind no, of no, leading no. to think about this i think I think, the, I think like from from your reaction what i can kind of see is you're you're part of the person that is your you're like these like he's trying to get me he's trying to get me man. these things are like breaching on you as someone that is a good person and you're like why should i why should oh, i have to be thinking okay. about as a good person so that's why i don't think what you're saying is coming from a bad place because you're thinking i'm i'm a good guy like uh, like how much more do i have to do to be a better guy but yeah, yeah. i think having that mindset is 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 something that needs to be changed as well because we can always be improving we can always be sure being better in situations there's there's something I want to follow on to that then with, and that is, off what you said, I completely agree. Will we ever get to a stage where women, I'd, and I think the answer is no, I'm saying that categorically, that women will ever feel comfortable doing this? Because, Great question. because they, they, they believe, you know, we are equal. We should have the equal feelings when we're walking down the street, for example. Ultimately, we believe. women will be more vulnerable, just like children are more vulnerable. And And if you bear with me, there will always be, like, even if all the healthy-minded men in the world acted up, you know, were considerate, crossed the road and everything, there will still be people who are deranged, who are mentally ill, who will put, you know, everyone's lives at, at danger, but more so women and children. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I agree. So, so yes, we, we could do more to educate ourselves, fine. But there is still a responsibility on women to act um, to, to be mindful of, of things you know mm -hmm. you will never be able to walk through you know a dark alleyway on your own because the world is not a safe place there are bad evil people in the world yeah now I... no and now men are also at risk in this thing nowhere near to the same level okay i can i can put old man's and say women have a completely different game they're dealing with but that's the, that's that's the cards we're dealt Mm. no i think no that's an absolutely good point to um and a great great question um i don't think it will ever fully be eradicated because you're right people are there's always going to be a loony person out there um doing going against the grain basically um and i just want to shed light obviously the uk don't get me wrong this week obviously it's highlighted a lot of issues in the uk but the uk is in a better position than a lot of countries in this respect um is, uh, I was actually just a few weeks ago talking to someone else about um, gender-based violence in South Africa, which is a huge problem for South Africa, like the whole country. There's there's um, constantly kind of stories in the media where like um, women, 
uh, maybe at university age and stuff and um, they've been um, for example killed or something uh, maybe hurt really badly by um, a partner or something um, or maybe like a um, a random man off the street like the prevalence of those kind of situations is is like ridiculous and um they spark like national protests and things like that now what, what i'm trying to say is that the uk is in a really good position don't get me wrong um but i think um definitely it can be improved like the uk compared to south africa like there if you're driving late at night like not just walking on the street if you're driving as a woman on your own you're putting yourself in danger like that's a risk that women have to consider, which obviously, like imagine if that was the state, that was the case in the UK, like after dark, you have to think twice about whether you're gonna drive somewhere. But I think the UK can still definitely improve, don't get me wrong, like we know as boys, um, I think there's certain th certain conversations that we, we maybe have felt were not offensive or adding to the problem, but it's become, it's become, um, it's, it's been raised this week that you know we may be like adding to the problem in a certain way i think like it's just certain a culture that we're allowing to grow sort of sort of sorry james gun uh, i wanted to just add that like yeah i think hash to, to your point that um it will never be entirely safe walking down the street and that it will be impossible for women to ever feel entirely safe walking down the street at night i agree i think that one like news story about one rapist in one spot in the UK will affect every single person who walks anywhere late at night, you know, and it's impossible to eliminate that risk. Um, I think the topic is much broader than just walk the safety that you're in when you're walking home late at night. And so I had, a, I had a conversation about this with one of our female friends from uni and it was quite illuminating. And so I'm really glad I had it. And like, it went beyond walking home late at night, which is obviously one of the major topics of discussion in general, general media to like, you know, someone who won't leave a girl alone in a club who like won't take no for an answer will keep asking for your number. Or like we'll, uh, we'll dance up behind someone in a club with that when they don't want you to type thing. And that sort of stuff does happen a lot. Yeah, definitely does happen a lot. And entirely like entirely understand that that stuff like makes, can make women feel uncomfortable and unsafe out and about and very on edge and so i think on that in that sense like there is a lot more that can be done by all of us um to help proactively help in those sorts of scenarios be be in tune with it understand hear women's voices understand what it is that makes can make people uncomfortable and be tuned on to helping prevent them yeah um so what i would say then is coming out of this out of what we've seen in the media and um and this discussion what do you guys think could be some positive impact on you and how you behave or how you understand things uh, result that's coming out of um, out of this? James, you want to go first, though? Do you want to tell us something that you've thought about? Because you're a deep thinker, isn't it? You do a lot of self-reflection, apparently. Um, <laughs> he's, so... just looking at, he's just looking at himself in a mirror. I think that, you know, I think that... Um, an example is when I was speaking to a friend and the various different scenarios that she described, I think there are some that I wasn't really in tune with or that could seem minor, you know, um, if when you're watching from the, from the, in, from the outside in and just being more in tune with those types of scenarios, those types of like, you know, like, you know, uh, being a bit 
like someone bothering someone a bit in a club type thing being more switched on to that when it's happening around me if it's happening around me and um more proactively sort of stepping in and helping helping uh separate things like that i think is yeah because yeah. obviously i do when i notice but I'm, i maybe i'm not always noticing i think one one takeaway for me for me for this whole situation has been um it's, it's definitely the conversations that you're having with your friends um and kind of reinforcing some of the issues without you actually knowing because you just think it might just be like banter chat like you can do it like off the cuff kind of thing but by having like these conversations with your friends like sometimes you are reinforcing these ideas which then slip into your subconscious and then like then that will affect the situation like say like James example you see a, a girl being like not left alone in the club like you might not see that as an issue when there definitely is so yeah. it would be like kind of changing how we kind of discuss things and talk about things but obviously not not to like completely censor ourselves in front of our friends it's just about being a bit more switched on yeah yeah and that's something maybe that this is this this conversation we've just had has highlighted for me you know i came into this conversation as james said maybe a bit defensive um and it's just bad in that you, bit, you were playing a five back with two oh, relax, bro. You know, trying to, you're, oh, you're actually trying to get me you're, with, like, you're trying to get me cancelled you're playing fabregas false line when you're playing <laughs> Nah, you're, you are actually trying to get me cancelled today and I just want to let well, women know good. that it's, it's, I believe there is a problem. It's good, right? it's good. Like, you, you can see how like, just having, I think for, for everyone that's listening, you can see if you have these kind of discussions with your friends, you can kind of start having yeah. your mindset change and you can see things from other perspectives and that's why I always say to people like, just talk about these things. Yeah, like, and I think I, look, I, I think I was actually a little bit afraid coming to this conversation with the, with what I had in mind. Um, but you have to, I think, the fact that I voiced it and you guys then discussed with me about my like responded to it, I think has led to a a better place. Like, yeah, I think um, you, you raised a good point. Then everyone just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, this I'm, is what this is something yeah. I felt with the um, BLM stuff last year. Actually, I remember saying it to some people. I was saying, I think if you want to start having these sort of conversations, you have to be aware that some people people are coming from different stages, different um, people are coming into these conversations from different stages. Yeah. So some people are way ahead in the wokeness and things like that. Some people <laughs> from it. I'm only semi-woke at the moment. <laughs> but some pe- yeah, some people are coming in, maybe they're not even aware that some of the language that they're using can be deemed offensive. So you have to come in with the with the mind state that, you know, we're, I think not to be too defensive, not to be too attacking, do you know what I mean? And be willing to sort of... Yeah. Um, Accept a sort of some sort of leeway, and under in in that you're not coming from the same stage. Trying to reach the same destination, and which is the issue with um with, when you see people like dip, well, I say debating. When you see people arguing on Twitter, like no one wants to welcome someone else's someone other an opposite yeah. opinion, basically, and it, yeah. it just mm. turns into an attack. You're just attacking each other the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then do you know what it is? To people, my, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. that just goes back to my first first point. It, it becoming like a, a war of like you versus them. Exactly. I think people people start with a stance and they feel like they have to do everything in their power to bring that person across yeah. and are not willing to like expose yeah. themselves and be willing to be brought across. People do that need to start. And I, I have this conversation with my family when we talk about religious things. Like they're talking from the perspective of a Muslim. They're not willing to come to this neutral ground and, and discuss with me. So mm. anyway, guys, I, I think it is worth moving on. And I want to take it to a maybe a more happy place. Uh, my happy place is money yeah talking about money moves 
Jeez. Billionaires. Yeah. Men for the still finance Hashem Khan. Trust me. For, for those that can't see, Hashem is sitting in a four thousand pound Dior jacket right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it's actually a it's actually a secondhand Fila cardigan. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a cardigan as well. People think these guys, these guys are losers, man. A chief financial officer, bro. It's what I said at the beginning. In a six business, million man. pound house. On my business, including Hashem Sunak. Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> <Hashim> Sunak. <laughs> um. So you, man, did you know that this week we've got a new member to the hundred billion dollar plus club? 100 billion 100 billion plus there's now six members of that club wait can we guess can i guess who i, I want no you who, but i, I want guess. you to see, i want you man to guess all six, six alibaba nope i think he's got oh, like 50 billion look at your hash's face and disgust when he's like 50 oh. billion i don't want to talk about it. wait let's go your let's money go. up son <laughs> all right everyone suggest one name i'll go first bill gates there's one is big one in there. who bill gates is already in there he's number two there's there's that is that that indian guy the one that I don't know his name, but um, Laksh- Lakshmi Patel. No, <laughs> man, you just made up that name. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Lakshmi Patel. <laughs> that means like, let me pick what? the two most common Indian names and put it together. <laughs> no, 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 no I think don't put that on me. No, because I actually thought that was the name of the list. No, no I, there is no, someone I you're talking about. You're talking wish. about. You're talking about Tata. I think Tata Steel. Steel. Yeah, yeah. It's related yeah. to Steel. I know that. Yeah, yeah I know you get, who you're talking about. Get some of the other easy ones out of the way. Yeah, trust Jeff Bezos. Of course, right at the top. Do you know how much he has? 150 billion. 180 now, man. Mark Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is number five. Uh, We've got Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Jeff Bezos. 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 Elon. Elon Elon is number three. No, sorry. Shit. Elon is number two now. Oh, mad. How much can you guys guess? So number one's got 180. 170. 170. Elon's 170. 170. 170. 173. Nice Hamid's Googling it. He's got the list oh, no, up. No. <laughs> um, isn't there that guy that owns Zara? Uh, no. Nah. Zara? No, nah, no. Nah. You're thinking like, of the Spanish that guy. The Spanish it? one, yeah. Um, what's his name? Right, but you're not far off. There is a, a like a fashion guy. Fashion. Oh, is it? Is it the Louis Vuitton owner? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh. His name's Bern- Bernard Arnold. That's his Bernard Arnold. He's yeah. number four with 122. Wait, so there's one more that's just been added. Yeah, shit, you got all of them. So that's one. Come on, guys, it's my guy. It's our boy, oh. Mr. Finance. Mr. Finance. Buffet. Warren Buffet. Oh. <laughs> Warren Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, by the way, the that, one, that's how the you person... say his name in French. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Boys, Whoa. before people think I was just coming up with a random Indian name. The oh my thinking, god! The person I was thinking of was Lakshmi Mittal. Mittal, Mittal, yeah. Steel magnate. Yeah. So yeah, I got yeah. the last name. Um, I knew who you were talking about, but you yeah, know the guy that the, the guy that Hassan's talking about is uh, Mukesh Ambani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's number ten with Hashmate. Do you know these people's bios? Is that what you do all day? Just nah. I've got I've got <laughs> the list up is. here. I've got the list up here, but. I, I'm very familiar with all these guys. Yeah, you know. oh, nice. I'm going to be up there with them at some point. I need to know my competition. And Hashim's yeah. got like a list of a list of companies, and he's got their founders' names next to it, and he's got a <laughs> net worth. I got the picture on my wall as well. Every night, Hashim's waiting to sing that that um, Drake lyric. Um, Crazy when your idols become your rivals, you make friends with Mike, but go at AI and for your survival. Jeez. Did you read that off Hash. Google as well? Nah. this guy's moving through Google. From the dome. What, what, what's the net worth? <laughs> What's yeah? the net worth of your family? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Warren Buffett. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, trust. 
Um, I talked to how many, how many what, sheep what card do you does your dad Pakistan? have? <laughs> huh? What do you say, Tabi? How many capital do you own in Pakistan? Just a couple, man. Just a couple. How many? What what, what card does your dad have? My dad. Bro, I'm his pocket watching, man. Yeah. <laughs> his dad doesn't even have a car. He has a private jet. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have, he no, does, he just, he he does just have two jet. people that carry him around everywhere. <laughs> 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 um, but you, man, yeah. So Warren Buffett has now come to the table with 100 billion. Um, he had a really bad start to look. So he, for guys, for you, for you people who don't know who um, Warren Buffett is, so he's an investor. Buffet. It definitely is not Buffet. To the listeners of the show, please do not quote Ahmed on that. It's Warren Buffet. It's, it's definitely not. Um, and yeah, so he's, he's a value investor, probably one of the best, like greatest investors of all time. And he's like the founder and owner, basically majority owner of Berkshire Halfway, which is a multinational conglomerate. Now, Whoa. <laughs> they've uh, they've had a got, they've had a really good. You've got to explain to Ahmed what a conglomerate is. Ahmed's gonna... <laughs> just looking this all up in his dictionary right now. But <laughs> Ahmed, you should actually carry a dictionary with you. You know, man thinks I've got a dictionary. <laughs> well, he's got Google. He presses Alt Tab. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the I think it's quite interesting that we've got six people now who have more than hundred billion dollars in net worth. Um. Although Warren Buffett is is a sick guy, he he actually donates bare money. He's donated thirty seven billion since two thousand and six. And Bill Gates as well. Bill Gates, Bill Gates is a massive philanthropist. Yeah, but you know what? Right. But you know what? There's a lot of um, haters with Bill Gates. Oh, he gets a lot of hate on LinkedIn, for example. Um, LinkedIn hate. Yeah, bro. Who gets hate on LinkedIn? All, all I see on LinkedIn is people just. Exactly. Bill Gates is the only one that gets hate, I feel. Do you guys know what that's about, by the way? No. There's I'm just curious. I think there's just an agenda against him. Yeah. Like, people think he yeah. actually started like COVID or something. People, people don't, like, don't like the fact that he does good. No, yeah. I don't know, but now nah, but we don't know. I don't think we're well read on what he actually does to be able to Yeah, but what from the information that everybody knows, the general public know, how can you come to the conclusion that he's a bad person? Unless, nah, you know yeah, no, Unle- unless you know more which it's just conspiracy theories isn't it that's what it yeah. is yeah but oh yeah i guess but also you can say that with some of his activities philanthropic activities is there like a different angle is there a hidden agenda in some of it that's been masters like being a great guy i guess that's yeah, what i mean come on you can always ask that you know, yeah so. but 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 the the whole point of philanthropy i guess is that there isn't i guess but, but yeah even, like, even if that was even if that was his even if that was his goal to become like this oh this guy's really good He's the, like the, the the benefits of it, like he's helping people whilst getting to that goal. Yeah. Why are you laughing, every bro? Time. Every time he's anyone's re- really good. It's just as your articulation, man. My articulation is amazing. It's good. It's good. I remember when like the topic of billionaires, like it comes up on Twitter quite a lot. Um because yeah. people say like being a billionaire is unethical. Um, you should like cap them at a billion or something. Yeah, I was like, just about to ask that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think billionaires should exist, or do you think they I should? Think, um, yeah. Elon Wait. Musk put this really well. He was like, because Elon Musk was in an interview where he was talking about like giving everything away, so no one could accuse him of being too wealthy and stuff. And he was talking about the concept of being a billionaire. He's basically saying, if you, when you turn money into money, when you turn capital into more capital you're given the opportunity to allocate more capital. So it's not like he's got a billion pounds just sitting around. It's but instead, because he makes that money, because he, he makes successful things, he's got the opportunity to use more money to make more successful things. And so for Elon Musk to have a billion pounds, billion dollars, whatever it is, isn't 
it's not such a bad thing like because you know he's doing good things with it you know tesla is doing good oh what so you're saying because because he's good at turning a billion into more so him having that yeah i i completely that makes sense to me like elon gate uh elon gates (laughs) (laughs) um Elon started off. Why am I calling him Elon? Oh, no, you know, you got... <laughs> my guy Elon, yeah. Nah, um, <laughs> but he started off uh, with PayPal. Like he was already yeah. like uh, worth hundreds of millions, maybe if not billion. I don't think a billion at that point. Yeah, it wasn't like, brilliant. He he wouldn't have been able to create Tesla with you know with, without that money. You could you could argue, and then you know from there to come up with uh, SpaceX and the boring companies. The other one he's got. Yeah. Like he's only been able to iterate. With what he's had, which is, I guess, just another way of saying what James is saying, but in practice with the other companies he's had. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. Good point, James. So from a from a different perspective, like, do you see anything? Do you see any issue with, for example, like places where eighty twenty percent rule, twenty percent of the population own eighty percent of the wealth? Like, do you see anything wrong with that kind of yeah. inequality in society? Gen- generally, do you think yeah. do you think it's like oh he's done well he's made successful businesses that's his like that's his reward um i mean this becomes like the fundamentals of like a massive part of all of what politics is doesn't it um i i think being super rich and having so much money come to you in certain like it to any small number of people like fundamentally do i think it's wrong like basically yes like when you've got people you've got poverty and people struggling and people being so like abundantly unnecessarily wealthy yes i think it's wrong i think the threshold for that is far far below a billion mm, yeah. Yeah. Mate, if you think about like this lockdown period like the rich have got richer that's a fact and everyone else has gotten way worse off i think Majority Definitely. of people have been way worse off, but the yeah. richer got richer. I think that's going to present a lot of problems soon. I think the inequality is getting to like a tipping point where yeah. we're going to, you know, there might be like unrest because of just the sheer state of the inequality. Like I was watching one Vice video where um, apparently the rich are already like starting to buy up like military bunkers and things like that to to defend themselves in case there's like any sort of uprising of the the bourgeoisie. Proletariat. Yeah. The what? The what? <laughs> 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 I'm not surprised. Get your dictionary out, bro. <laughs> but no, I think I don't know, man. I, don't, I, I, it just makes it's crazy to me. Like, how can one person have so much money, man? It's um, it's it's interesting. I think uh. Like about you can do good with it. Like Bill Gates, I don't know if you might know, but I think like him and his foundation have basically wiped out polio. Don't quote me on this, but um, they've done a mad job on that. So like, I don't think anyone can tell Jeff Bezos, yo, do something better with your money, but you can do bits with that. And it just says a lot about the person if you're not willing to, if you're not willing to do that. Um, I think it's also quite funny when Warren Buffett dies, he's pledged to give away 99% of his wealth to charity. Now, I was just thinking about that. I was kind of, I was laughing. I was thinking, if you're Warren Buffett's kid, I'd be <laughs> so pissed off. But, but Bill Gates was like, um, he didn't he, he didn't give any like money to his kids, something like that. Yeah. In but, all honesty, though, what is it? What one percent is one percent of a hundred billion is going to be what, one billion struggling? <laughs> no, but when there's when there's when there's a hundred billion at stake, 
I'm gonna have to have what's a word the point? Dad, what's the point of putting all the effort in your life if you're just gonna give it all away? You might as well just like stop working at forty. But these guys don't work for money. What you choose to do it with though, like maybe you get more, you get you you feel better in yourself for being able to give nine hundred like ninety nine billion dollars to charity. Like imagine the impact you then have on the world compared to anyone else around you. Yeah. So like, what that's are you working you for? Get, that's how you get your. Um, first class seat into heaven just as he dies. <laughs> so um, on on the topic of your parents not leaving you anything, um, how were you like treated by your parents as kids in terms of like disciplining? So were you like when have you like smacked about? When have you like just finance wise? No, no, oh. I mean like in, in terms of like discipline, discipline. I know Wait, what's, James. What's the question? What's the question specifically? Like, how were you like disciplined as kids? So, like, how did your parents kind of react to you doing bad things? Like, were you just shouted at? Were you slapped? Were you got made a to go slaps. sit in the corner? Oh, has anyone has anyone got this, any horror stories? This might bring up some PTSD, man. Why did you have a a bit of a troubled? Nah, to be fair, no, it's just where it. um, it's just accepted, isn't it? Like it was African kids. They, it's common, man. Um, was this when you when you were in, when you were in now, South Africa? Or was this in the Any UK? time, bro. Like, even, I guess, to, in the UK to, up to a certain point, but less so in the UK. But, yeah, man. Because it's because you, you could get arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. probably why. They're like, I can't hit you with something now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tabby. Like, I remember yeah. when I was in Africa, um, I got in trouble at school. I, I think I must have saw by accident. And then um, the head teacher was like, yeah, Friday, come to my class for three six like spankings or whatever it's called what? <laughs> like six like with a stick like this was with a with a stick like a long thin stick and you know all week you're like fuck <laughs> like i fucked it bro what did i do yeah. bro? just thinking about it every day just counting down on the friday bro the whole day was just a blur i was just count- I was like fuck two o'clock i've got to be there remember going into the office had to like um, bend over. I had to like turn bend around. Over, bend over. It. it was like one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, bro. I'm tearing up. Like, was it quick? Was it rapid fire? Yeah, it was quick, but it hurt. <laughs> but then that it gets to funny. a point though. But it gets to a point when you're older now. You're like, you're just firm. You're a big man. You're like, what? What are you still <laughs> getting spanked? Like, like, 18. <laughs> <laughs> nah, these days. <laughs> not 18, but it gets to a point even where you're like 11, <laughs> 11, 12, where like when you start to get bigger in size and stuff and then it's just it's I'm just clear. thinking just start, I'm thinking just Tabby there, just like, hash, thinking hash tabby, would bite yeah. his lip hash would bite his lip no 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 I'm thinking of Tabby just like firmsing up his buttock like just like why you flexing thinking? it <laughs> I don't know what, wait was this something about thinking another I, I, I know what you mean I know <laughs> like, it's like bare clenching like trying to <laughs> <laughs> just turning it to muscle <laughs> but Tabby, breaks the ruler Tabby I know exactly what you mean because I'm um, I, I would get hit by my parents when I was younger. Um, and I remember I was like 12 or 13 and I said, I must have done something wrong. So my mum slapped me in my face. <laughs> and I, I just kind of, I took the slap and I was like, all right, what next? I was like, you know, you're just like, all right, cool. Now what? Because like, you That's get to point. Like, yeah, you're like, I'm like, oh my God. What are these new powers I've got? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're, Mom, you're powerless against me now. <laughs> She's she knows her days are over now. She doesn't exactly. know. You're, you can be unruly from then on. Oh. It's really up to you where you, which direction you go in life at that point. Tabby, <laughs> Tabby, your your life has been interesting. You know. Yeah, you've been, you've I might been... write a book someday, man. Bro, like we've heard in these previous episodes, you you make your own tattoos with like 
spears, you get slapped by your teachers on the buttock. You're chasing uh, sheep around the mountains <laughs> as well. Bro, I've, um, experience, man. It's so fun. I've I've got one. I got one story. Um, my dad was actually quite good. Like for an Asian for an Asian parent, he didn't really ever hit me, but once you uh, stick your Rolex. Huh? Yeah, just the Rolex away for, for a couple of days. Um, now, one time we were at some water park. I was with my, like with the family, and my sister kept on squeezing my cheeks. She thought it was bare cute that, that she would squeeze my chubby cheeks. And she was like, Dad, Dad, look. And for some reason, I thought it'd be funny. I deserve it to be fair. I thought it'd be funny to spit when she like, squeezed my cheek. So she squeezes, I spit at her. And obviously, oh, my dad was watching in front of everyone at this water park at, on the slide or whatever. He slapped me like, full pelt across the face I, I i i must have been like five or six or seven i still remember the embarrassment you start like, crying what do you do? nah but i had to like play it off like it didn't mean anything but i was in pain i was embarrassed i was ashamed did you so after, after that happened did, did you go down the slide yeah i tried to play it off like i was having bare fun <laughs> but i was crying as i was going down did your, slide, your, right? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining you like wee <laughs> Um, did your dad like did he so after that situation happened did he ever like explain himself for like say look, I'm sorry for doing that but you did something wrong or was no. he, he just Sorry, kind of... there's more where that came from <laughs> he slapped you again innit whatever it's for next time innit there's the one for next time I'm actually uh, um, so to get a different perspective like James um, you grew up in a white household um, and obviously like the stereotype with, with Caucasian parents is they never really turn to like any kind of physical abuse so when when you got in trouble um, what were kind of like the punishments you faced? Sorry, can you repeat the question? I was just asking James what happens in a white family. <laughs> no, no, you know the concept of like a naughty step when I first moved here. I was like, wow, that's where that happens when you get in trouble. That is so light. That Wait, is, is it a so naughty step? Light. Like just just being just told to go to your room and that oh, being okay. a punishment of some sort, and your room has like everything you want in it. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, definitely never any, uh, never got slaps or anything like that. Never got smacked up. Just like, I don't know, man, just like all sorts. Like, do you, do you expect that you would um, slap your kids, for example? And then if not, how would you, uh, how would you like discipline them? I mean, shouting, like taking things away, like, you know, making you feel ashamed of when you've done something wrong type of thing. Pop the um, kettle on. Psychological. <laughs> So like some psychological. kids, <laughs> that, that stuff still doesn't work. Some kids are unruly. Some kids are just hell. But um, I personally don't, I probably, I, I, like for me, I don't want to do that to my children in all honesty. Like I wouldn't want to put them through what I went through. I think there's, there's a way to um, teach good behavior without yeah. being like yeah, physically violent. In any I, way. I agree, but. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have to, like my dad did that. Like he didn't ever really hit me. There was that one time. Yeah. Um, he also like, pulled my ear once, which kind of, was kind of painful. But um, I think I'm going to have to hit him once just to let him know it's on the table. What do you say him, Hash? Oh, I can't, you can't hit your baby girl. Raw. Wow. Shit. That's like ambivalent, ambivalent sexism. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah. That, if your son is something I'll be interested in, your daughter's got Oh, mad. I'm just, that's mad. That's mad. I've never thought about this. I've never thought about this enough. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to hit the girl as well then. <laughs> uh, listeners, listeners, question for our listeners. Um, have you been hit as a child as well? I'm particularly interested to know if like it happens to get, um, girls. Like, yeah. 
because Hash, what you're saying is that you wouldn't. And I want to know, is that like an experience that girls have had? Like, do you, have you been hit, disciplined by your dad? I don't, like, personally, I don't think, I'm not too aware of that. It's usually like boys. Yeah, it's <laughs> gen- generally boys. But I think, I think some mums would probably hit their daughter. I think I've seen like my auntie hit like my cousin before. Um, that's more common. But okay. it would be interesting to see the dynamic between a father and a daughter and how that disciplining works. Um, Ahmed, you haven't given any stories, bro. Your your dad's Arab. I know he's been beating you with nah, stuff. He's still beating him now, man. They, they just give me they just give me the silent treatment. Are you being oh, serious? Yeah. Bit nah, of bro, that is horrible. Been, I'd rather get I'd rather get I've been I've been disciplined, treatment. but I don't get I've never been hit. I've had a good upbringing. Well, how I your parents are surprised. I was surprised, you know. My mum's hit me. My mum's hit me. But my dad's never hit me. Ahmed's parents are westernized, man. My dad just gives me the silent treatment, but he'll give me like the, dis- <laughs> a, like, like, the most that's disgusting. So look. moist. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's just like, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not I'm saying, like, like, grow up, mate. Like, he's <laughs> crazy. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not talking she's to like, you. It's just like, it's just like proper disappointed, like, like really disappointed. You don't want to disappoint your dad, innit? That's, that's, that's quite. Your dad that's dad I, I went his, a, What? Go on. Is your dad just kissing his teeth at the table? Like, <laughs> every two minutes. <laughs> It just looks but like it you. worked. It worked. But yeah, that's quite. That's quite. I feel like that. That's more of like a psychological punishment, which yeah, proper psychological, which, which is yeah, proper. Makes, deep. It makes you think about it when you sleep. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that, man. So Armin's not going to go to one house party because he's like, oh, my dad won't talk to me for a couple of days. I no, know, I mean, it's, no. It's, it's going to the it's, house party at the end of the world. Like, huh? I don't know. It's going but we're to talking about when for like a Muslim when we were like a Muslim household. We're talking about we're talking about when we were a kid. Not talking about when we were a kid, not now. Yeah. Who's going to house party at ten? True. Okay. But like doing something at 10 and being like, you want to really do it, but then you're scared that your dad might not talk to you for a couple of days. Ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know I if think, that's actually, I think my dad's done that. Like I think I had an argument with my dad over my driving and I, I kind of shouted at him when I shouldn't have. Um, and this was like only a year ago. And yeah, we didn't really talk for a couple of days. Um, yeah, but it is and then, deep. And then, and then you start feeling bad, isn't it? Like, that's yeah, it's, dad, it's a like... very, very horrible situation to be in. But yeah. um, I bring up the, the topic of like disciplining your kids. Because I was a journalist in the New York Times who wrote an article on how to apologize to your kids. So she prefaces it with like a story on um, how she was working in her in her bedroom and she has like a young seven year old daughter and she was trying to get some work done. And like over the space of like half an hour, her daughter just kept coming in and out of the room, like coming in and asking for stuff and like kind of annoying her and irritating her. So it got to the point where um, she snapped and she ended up yelling at her. Um, and she said, you've got to get out of here. And she says in the article, I said it in a voice much harsher than I like to use my children. So obviously, like when a parent shouts at their kid, like the kid's upset, whatever. And, and like they, they, they don't really understand why they're being shouted at because at the end of the day, they're just a kid. So the journalists reached out to a couple uh, professors in different like psychological fields on like how to apologize to your kid. So because she wanted to kind of come up with a way where she can let the kid know that she is sorry for her actions but also there's a reason why she got to that point so there's like four takeaways that these psychologists came up with and the first one is to acknowledge your mistake so they say after you've kind of calmed down apologize to your child and talk to them in an age-appropriate way about your feelings so you'd say i'm sorry i yelled i got frustrated but it's not your fault i lost my call here's how i could have handled it better and so in that sense like yeah you're acknowledging that like you were at fault there so the kid kind of knows that all right cool like they made a mistake as well it's not just me who made the mistake by coming in and out of the room so mm. so the mum as well for shouting yeah 
the second one is give yourself a time out, which is quite interesting. And so even as an adult, <laughs> these psychologists this, say, this journalist is definitely Caucasian. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a white give yourself a time out. <laughs> Um, but no, but th- this is from um, uh, an actual doctor who said this. Um, First, but sorry, even going back, even going back, like definitely Caucasian because what, a, a black parent's not admitting they're wrong, bro. They'd rather be. Yeah. That's the story. biggest thing. That's too much pride thing. when you, your parents are wrong. They won't admit they're wrong in it, but that that almost builds like the respect, the authority, like that yeah. they're bigger than but you. I, I've, I've got. Yeah. They don't need I've, to apologize. I've got a point on that, which I'll bring up after I, I go through that, the list that, without trying to interrupt too much. Does that? Does that teach you to have that same like mindset of wanting to not accept or admit when you're wrong and therefore make you more hard nosed and less like adaptive and um understanding of things? I think so. For me personally, it's done it's gone the opposite way where I'm like, I would rather just admit I was wrong. And Yeah, I think I think forward. I think it could probably definitely go both ways then. Mm. But I think more so you would yeah, like James said, like you would kind of put like an emotional barrier up and, and not kind of admit when you're wrong in them situations. Um, yeah, so the second the second point they made was give yourself a time out. So as I said, they're not just for kids, they're for grown-ups too. Um, <laughs> if you're so overwhelmed, <laughs> if you're so, overwhelmed, so funny, bro. They're yeah, just like if you're so overwhelmed, just have a time out. Yeah, and they're like, it's quite funny. They're like, you know, you can't leave your kid alone. So you can either call a friend or scream into a pillow if you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed. And in my head, I'm just like imagining like the kid in the other room, like playing. <laughs> like, the parent just screaming into a pillow <laughs> just like the, the image of that in what my head just, yeah. um the third point is remember that kids struggle with impulse control and i think this is very important kids are kids like at the end of the day they're still developing like mentally so they don't know right from wrong really so she's coming in and out of the room like she just thinks i want to see my mom like she's like oh. her brain's going into like 10 different directions i want to go see what this is i want to see what that is so you've got to remember like that that they struggle with that impulse control so you've got to keep that in mind you've got to have that extra patience when dealing with them and then the last point is just if you're snapping is frequent try to get help <laughs> so uh, if that's either like going to go see a psychiatrist about like your rage problems or like getting someone to like come and help you look after the kid like getting a nanny or something those are the four points but what's really interesting about this article to me is I had many times where I was slapped by my mum and then she would come and talk to me afterwards and be like I'm sorry I like well she wouldn't really apologize but she'd be like are you okay whatever blah 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 and like I feel like that like that side of it where you have like your parents come over it's actually like I feel like that always hurt me more than like the slap because it was like I can't believe I pushed my parents to that point where they've needed to slap me and then come and like explain why they've slapped me and like apologize and stuff. Um, and it was, it was quite interesting because um, during lockdown kind of had like a, a talk with my mom about like getting slapped as a kid. And I've always said so, like I've said in the past to people, like I'm not going to slap my kids. Like that's, that's, that's not going to be the, the way I discipline. But I always used to say like, it was so hard getting slapped by someone that's meant to protect you and love you and nurture you and care for you like you have that like really like psychological effect where you're like fuck man like this is my mum but I'm like getting like slapped by her as well so like that that mindset that I got from there is why like going forward like I I don't think I could hit my kids yeah I can see why um to your point I can see like that leading to like an insecure attachment style as you're older because someone who's supposed to offer you like a secure base is then also a source of such um, emotional 
um, anxiety and like yeah. pain. Yeah, I can definitely see like that it having kind of long lasting impacts. And who knows, maybe that's what I, it's maybe um, led to kind of how I am today because these beatings were coming from a lot of people. It weren't just my mum, bro. These were coming from anyone, and <laughs> anyone who could give it. So, <laughs> did you get bullied, bro? <laughs> I just no, still can't I believe you were getting like, because that that head teacher story is something that like my uncle would tell me, and he went to school like forty years ago. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be going through that like 10, 15 years ago, bro. Bro, like I know, I know certain aunties are more free giving of their slaps than others, bro. But I'm really aware, like I just know. Tabby's got a ro- Tabby's got a, a rating system for different beatings he's taken. He's like, oh, that was about a four point five. So good, good connection, but. I Sure the pain. I'm just, yeah. I'm just imagining the life of Tabby. Like every like room he enters, just someone just beats, beats <laughs> no, him up. Like. No, it wasn't. It wasn't rushed. It honestly wasn't even. It felt like it was all the time, but it probably wasn't. And also, you know, when you were like just mis, just always misbehaving and up to nonsense. So yeah, maybe I put it on myself. Hassan, I, I, what that doctor said, yeah, the Caucasian doctor. I, I, <laughs> I, I actually agree with it. Like the, the, the first point. 100% like I I want to be someone that can admit my mistakes I think that your kids would respect you so much more for that they would have so much more love for you if you did that I am never ever in a million years going to give myself a time out though <laughs> what does it even look like I'm not screaming in a pillow I'm not going to like lock myself in my room and not do anything for like <laughs> your time out looks like going on a run and putting it on Strava but taking pauses and make it look like it's faster than it was. You say that I this? Yeah, you that's your time out. It's the same thing, isn't it? It's the same principle. Like, you just do something that takes your mind away. I've never done that in my life, by the way. I'll tell you that now. Okay, my name's not Mushapay. Shout out, Mushapay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's let's kind of wrap up the topic um i'll kind of go around we, we can ask everyone if they'll hit their kids or not so tabby i'll start with you no i already said no so you wouldn't. I, won't, I won't let him go through what i had to endure respect <laughs> man james no nah, definitely not definitely not. <laughs> do you, james you think you could ever get pu- pushed to that point because it, no it's not in james no, i'm not even a violent person like, james you are a bit nuts though bro no nah, it's not in james's culture man <laughs> it's not in my culture to be fair know. yeah yeah, yeah, like if that's not something to <laughs> Ahmed? Nah, I wouldn't. Fuck that. And then Hash? Listen, I'm not going to just make it a one word answer, all right? Because it's not that simple. Okay. I think before we had this Wait, chat, so I said, and, and Hassan. Is and it Hassan, what about you? <laughs> and listen, Armin, you ever said anything this whole podcast? Don't start. Oh, wait, now. wait, and Hassan. Has just answered the question: Would you hit your kid? Yes or no? One time. So it's on the table. <laughs> no, stop, stop deep throating your mic, bro. Are you going to spend all their whole upbringing? Like, is this the right time? Is this the? Right <laughs> I, I don't know. I was, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, have it on, like, have it on the kitchen, like. Fridge, just this one notch. Remember, this, this one time you're gonna get hit. It's there. It's gonna happen. It's gonna time it so badly as well. It's gonna be after like something good happening. Yeah, like, got a new star. I just give him oh. <laughs> one. As we call it, topper. Do you do you use that word, Hassan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and for the Mar- Asian Mar- here as well. <laughs> you just one. You want to eat this fist? That's what you mean. Want to eat this fist? I'm don't get any ideas. I was getting a bit excited. <laughs> Thanks for but your yeah, life story. Um, <laughs> so um I think one 
one thing for you <laughs> listeners to check out is if you go on, on YouTube and look up Russell Peters beating your children. Oh, um, he's an old good. school comedian and, and he he kind of tells his story about how um, he had a, a white friend in school who told his who told him to tell his dad to fuck off when he tried to slap him <laughs> and he ends up getting beat like beaten to death for pretty much um but that's but that's something to check out but um wait but anyway wait wait but hassan do you remember the famous line from that somebody's gonna, gonna get, get hit hurt. really bad <laughs> you never say who it's just somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway guys thank you so much again for tuning into the send news podcast as always make sure to go check us out on our socials we're up and running now so that'll be at the send news podcast on instagram and at the send news pod on twitter you'll be notified every time we upload and that'll be each wednesday um and we'll also have some bonus content on there for you too and lastly we'll now head over to tabby who will close the We'll close the world. We'll close the show to some <laughs> final words. <laughs> world. Wow, a lot of pressure there, Hassan. Thank you. Now, just um, just quickly, um, as, as people start to make preparations for summer, uh, I see events are flying out the door. Tickets are selling out quickly, man. Just if you really want to have any sort of summer, get on them now. This is to you lot in the group, in the chat as well, um, but also listeners. Um, I think we're going to find ourselves in summer with no motives because we didn't buy any tickets because we're moving slow. I've got two booked already. Just uh, don't get caught lacking. What you got two two motives all summer, I, I, bro? It has to be like weekly. Like plan your. That's week. true. Like, that's true. Got to get the calendar out. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to get to like Friday. Some events going on. You didn't buy the tickets because they sold out years ago. And you're um, sitting in Weatherspoons with the losers. You haven't booked either. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're in cargo. You're in cargo. <laughs> <laughs> you're in cargo. cargo oh my god you're in cargo with 50 other thousand asian men <laughs> buying 20 pound jaeger bombs council cargo 2021 as well <laughs> that place is finished all right save it bro <laughs> <laughs>